0: I am so glad to be with you today and uh, we had a great time last week and I'm good I'm glad to be back and uh, certainly want to tell the church at Colorado Springs I'm so am anticipating getting to see you but man with technology um, we can share the word together all the time can't we And then the good folks in Albany, Georgia, are joining us today, and in Dublin, Georgia, joining us today. So we're speaking to uh, four churches. Think of that. Uh, Isn't that awesome? It's awesome to be a part of something bigger than you are, right? To know there's others that are are listening and we're sharing together uh, who God is. I want you to be listening. I'm here to talk to you about, in this uh, Be the Church series, I'm here to talk about be organic or become organic. Now, you know that word. What is it? Hayah. We talked about before. It's where where, uh, God told Moses, when you get to Pharaoh, you tell him I am. I is. I is always. He has sent me. And so we we study that word, and and here comes this word, be, be the church, be organic, become organic. And so I'm I'm here to say that today. I also want to remind you of two scriptures. We won't turn there, but I want to remind you of two things, because today I want you to be looking for a thread that will run through the things I share with you, and then we'll We'll tie that thread up at the end. But I want you to be listening uh, for the word heart today. Heart. Now, we aren't talking about your physical pump in your chest, right? We're talking about your inner being self, it's your belief system. And the heart is so important for God's plan. Why, why was Jesus able to do what he did? His heart. His heart. And how are you and I going to do what we've been destined to do from the foundations of the earth? Our heart, our heart. And so be listening, the scripture, uh, Proverbs 4.23, guard thy heart with all diligence, for out of it issues your quality of life. Guard your heart, it's your garden, it's God's garden inside of you. Guard it. What needs to get out, get it out. What you need to protect from coming in, protect from coming in. But look at your heart and examine your heart in all of your relationships and in your relationship with God. For out of it flow the issues of life. Now, there's, how many of you know every garden needs a worker? I've had a garden and didn't work on it and plowed it under and started again. Philippians 2.13 says, It is God at work. That word work is energy. He's spending his energy. God is spending his energy. God is at work in you. Say in me. God is at work in me both to will, to desire, and to do his good pleasure what he wants the way he sees it God is at work where is he at work at in my cardia in my heart he is at work and he changes my desires have you ever had a desire that you held on to pretty dearly but then God changed your mind about it yeah that's just walking with God right well some of you didn't raise your hand so let me let's let's go back and use another example Uh, You husbands, have you ever had a desire that you held very dearly, but your wife changed your mind about it? (laughs) Yeah, now that relates a little bit more. Now, okay, now, God is at work in my heart changing my mind, and when I change my mind and turn my heart to Him, He then comes with a second punch, and He gives me the power, the grace to do the new desire, the newfound desire in my heart. Wow, wow, wow! So be looking for that. It's going to be a thread today, all the way through the word. But now, any any garden uh, in God's garden, any garden, you are a co-laborer with Him. So not only is He at work in my heart but I am giving attention to my heart as well and inviting him to come change my mind about things and put new desires that he has for my life. Wow, 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 wow. That that is what God's doing in the earth today. And the fact that we look at the church having lost uh, its mark, its influence... uh, In the world, in many places, you trace all that back and you'll find that there's a heart issue because out of the heart flows the quality of life that you experience on whatever level, individual level, corporate level, universal level. So be listening for that today. But now when I say the word church, um, and I still use that some. But I mean, what I mean by that is ecclesia, And that's the word Jesus used. Now remember, um, Jesus was with his disciples in Caesarea Philippi. You can find that in Matthew 16 if you want to read it later. But here's basically what it says. They're walking along and, and Jesus says, Who do men say that I am? And they give him various answers. And then he says, So who do you say that I am? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Wow, what a statement that come out of a man on the planet's mouth. I believe who you are. I think that here's who you really are. You're not Jeremiah. You're not one of the prophets. Here's, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus said, Wow. Blessed are you, Simon bar for flesh and blood hath not revealed that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. He has unveiled and he has shown you who I really am. And then he says, so upon this rock I'm going to build my church. Now what he said would ecclesia but we come up with this word church and, and, and I'm not totally against that but I, uh, maybe we get to why I, I'm saying it that way later but the ecclesia I will build my ecclesia and the gates the decision making of hell will not prevail against my church and then I'm going to give you the kings of the kingdom. And whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. God's great big plan. And you and I are a part of it. Does that excite you? You and I are a part of God's great big plan. His plan in Largo, Florida. His plan in Colorado Springs. And and Dublin, Georgia. And Albany, Georgia. And every other place He's going to take us. To work his plan. To work his plan. But it takes two. It takes the God working. But it takes a co-laborer. Receiving and working and being a part and intentional about the quality of heart. So be, be listening for some of those things today. Now if you'll look with me at Mark. Mark 4. Mark 4. Twenty-six. Now, I'm coming back to the earlier parts of Mark 4 in, uh, later. Uh, maybe I'm gonna, I need to squeeze that in at the end to, 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 tie, the, to tie the knot here. But let's go now to uh, starting in verse 26 of Mark 4. Jesus also told them. Jesus also told them. This parable. God's kingdom realm is like someone spreading seed. Say seed. Spreading seed on the ground. He goes to bed. This is what the kingdom is like. Someone, me, you, spreading seed on the ground. He goes to bed and gets up day after day and the seed sprouts and grows tall though he knows not how say this with me though he knows not how I I laid hands on them Lord I released your anointing they got better I'm not sure how co-laboring I'm doing my part, right? Right? But God does his every single time. And so he's telling this parable, the kingdom is like spreading seed on the ground. I do my part. I get up and I get up early and I do my part and I go to bed and and I'm doing it. And look, you hear what comes out of the ground, that he knows not how. Now, what in the world does that mean? It means that something happens in God's bio. His bio. You hear the word biology and bio. Well, you're gonna to have to understand bio to understand what organic means. But in God's biosystem, His life system, there's something that is unexplainable that happens in the ground. We take care of the seed, and we prepare the soil. We put it in, but there is God's all-by-itself principle that works with that seed and causes that seed to germinate. I mean, you just we can't cause a seed to germinate. when God plants it and, and plants it through you, but then it begins to grow when you're not there, while you're in the bed. While you go over here, that seed is still vibrating underneath the soil because of God's bio-revelation here. And so we'll talk more about that later. This also could be that it comes out of the ground and it begins to mature without no apparent cause. The simple answer is we cannot bear fruit alone. We cannot bear fruit alone. It is God working with us. It causes, okay, now I'm going to say this word, causes magic to happen. Now, as Christians, for years, we've been taught that magic is a bad word. You know, oh, oh, we don't want any of that. Well, listen, study the word. It comes from Magi. Uh, That's God's Word. And so uh, God causes magic to happen with that seed, to cause that seed. Inside the seed is all the DNA that it'll ever be. But God awakens something. But it had to be sown into the ground. That's mine and your part. We sow it into God's majestic ability. Ability. And it awakens the seed and it draws out of the seed the DNA. And that seed is a great big tree already on the inside. Pow, 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 pow. And now it's a big tree that we can all enjoy. And it creates limbs with leaves that bear fruit. That fruit is to heal the nations. Hi, you are the seed. And inside of you is this cardia. And that's where the seed goes when it's planted. I am speaking to you right now. And I am sowing seeds into your heart. But I'm going to get on a train later and leave here. But while I'm gone, God's majestic power is going to awaken that seed. You might be laying in the bed at night and Boom, God awakens that seed in you and He gives you ideas and He starts giving you new desires in your heart that you've never had before. And you think in your mind, I had never wanted to do this, but now I, I just can't wait to do it now. God's majestic energy, God is at work inside of me, both to will and to do His good pleasure. Ah. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. So now let's come back here. All by itself, verse 28, all by itself it sprouts and the soil produces a crop. First the green stem, then the head of the stalk, and then the fully developed grain in the head. Then, when the grain is ripe, he immediately puts in the sickle sickle into the grain because why harvest time has come harvest time has come that is the good news there's a lot of people that call themselves a church of this and of that but it's not harvest time at all it's dooming gloom um... I love the Masters. My goodness. I, I where am I going to take the time to tell you this. Anyway, I love the Masters Golf Tournament in Augusta, Georgia. Have you ever seen it? It's, it's one of God's great big places on the earth. It is just <laughs> incredibly special. And, and so I, I've gone there many times. And, and so me and my buddies, we walk down the sidewalk. You've got to go down here and turn, and then you've got to go here and turn. I mean, it's a long way. And so as you get to the gate, there's these guys... With signs, big signs. And there's this van going around uh, with big painted things on the side of it. And and their message is, repent or burn. Repent or you'll go to hell. Well, listen. There's just a better message than that. There's a good news message that if you will submit yourself to Jesus, He'll change your life and put you on the stage of human history and you can fulfill your destiny that you can't even imagine how, in your own mind, how that could ever be. Yes, you need to repent of your sins and bow your knee and give Jesus your life. Yes, there's a heaven and a hell. But man, Jesus came to tie heaven to the earth. And you are that earth. You know that, right? You know that God in the creation, He took the earth. And He formed it and blew into it. Bam! A living soul. You are the earth. I am the earth that Jesus brought heaven to. And he'd give us His Holy Spirit, the breath of God, and what did it do? Boom! A new life began to occur, and that new life is coming, and it keeps coming every day in you. Meanwhile, let's do some heart work on our hearts and and create, stay good ground. We'll get to that in just a few minutes, but become good ground because. You can take the most precious seed and throw it on the concrete and the birds will either come eat it or the rain will wash it away. But if it's put in the right soil, it'll bear fruit. And it'll bear fruit that will remain. Ah, goodness. So now, let's get started here. Um, Jesus... This is the first thing. Not the first thing. But this is where I want to now begin to tie some things together for you. Jesus reveals his way of establishing his kingdom. Remember I quoted to you. I will build my church in the gates of hell. I will build my ecclesia. Jesus reveals his way of establishing his kingdom in the ecclesia. God thinks bio God doesn't think synthetic he thinks bio that's the way his life comes his life comes organically be the church be organic get in the life flow between God and man Jesus and man but there you are in the middle Right? Yeah. How does that happen? That's all by itself stuff that when you sleep, it still works. How is it that for no apparent reason, change is occurring in hearts of people? How how could that be? How could this magic of God work even when the one sowing the seed has gone? (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. Well, to understand this, You've got to understand that Jesus is the foundation of the church. Would you say that with me? Jesus is the foundation of the church. Now, some churches uh, make some wonderful things the foundation. Foundation is the bottom. They make maybe evangelism. Or they make uh, holy, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Or, or they make all the wonderful things. And then others make some things foundation that are not so wonderful. But what I'm here to tell you is not so wonderful or wonderful things. If His name ain't Jesus, it ought not to be the foundation. So Jesus is the Son of God. That's the special thing about what Peter said. And now from Jesus come the gifts of the Spirit. From Jesus comes every evangel effort. From Jesus comes the ministry of the Holy Spirit. From Jesus comes the worship. From Jesus comes the ministry of the Word. But Jesus is the foundation. And so that, I can't say enough. I mean, that needs to be written with a sharpie inside of your heart. You know, it just don't wash off. Jesus is the foundation. He is Lord. And some people uh, live like He's just a positional Lord. Like when I die, I'm going to go to heaven because I believed in Jesus. Well, He is a positional Lord. But He also is a practical Lord. That gets down into your everyday life and how you treat your wife. And how you treat your kids. And by the way, your wives, how you treat your husbands. Come on, men. I gave you a place right there. And I give you a window, man. You got to jump through it. Oh, my goodness. The plan of the Godhead. The plan of the Godhead. This thing, that. Anyway, Jake, will you just please tell me when I ought to quit and then I'll, I'll start... Go, this, this stupid thing didn't work. So, the plan of the Godhead... The plan of the Godhead never intended his ecclesia to be institutional. But in many respects, it has. Now, I believe that many who have become institutional in their thinking, love Jesus. So I'm not not even finding fault. All I'm announcing is I'm going a different direction. I'm just not going to be institutional because I don't think God is institutional. I think he thinks bio. I think he thinks of put it in the ground. Put it in the ground. What's the difference between cotton and nylon? I mean, you make clothes out of both of them, can't you? Cotton come from the ground. That, that nylon stuff, it, it can make some good clothes, I think. But I'd just rather have some starch on my cotton. <laughs> oh, I digress. What Vegetables. Tammy sends me to the grocery store. And if I bring, I don't bring home anything, hardly ever, that is not organic. And our meat, our meat, I mean, they got a bargain over here, honey. Is it organic? No, I can't see that it is. I don't want it. Why? She thinks bio. She doesn't think chemical. She thinks bio, not synthetic. The church needs to become organic and not institutional. Yeah. Mm. So I, I want to be a church that is organic. Now when I say church, ecclesia, you know what I mean. Well, there's, there's five rings, okay? There are, there's the outer ring that is all the saints that have ever lived. All the church, the ecclesia that's ever lived, but are in heaven now. But you know, the scripture says in Hebrews that there are a great cloud of witnesses egging us on so we can wrap the whole plan up. They're waiting. Last last, uh, few verses before chapter 11, read that. They're waiting on us so that the whole plan can be fulfilled. But then inside of that is the fourth ring, and that's all of the ecclesia on the earth today, everywhere. And then inside of that, then in regions, you could say there's ecclesia, expression of ecclesia, in region, regional networks, regional churches. uh, And then there is the local assembly. And then there is you, five. Five rings. What is true for any one of them is true for all five of them. I am all by myself the temple. No, you're not the temple of the Holy Spirit. Here, locally, universally, all those that have ever been a part of the Ecclesia. So, I want you to hear how the Holy Spirit explains the early church. Because that is our model of what organicity looked like. And so here, here is what he says in um, Acts chapter 2. Acts 2. I wanted to read more of this, but it just takes a lot of time. And I've I got to say some more stuff. So, Acts chapter 2. This is... You, I'm sure you're familiar with a lot of this. But uh, let's just come to verse 42. Every believer was faithfully devoted. This is after sermon, uh, the sermon that Peter preached and all that happened. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another. Sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of the holy awe swept over everyone. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body. And they shared with one another. Whatever they had, out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily, 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 they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God. Enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. You take that word life and study it backwards and you'll end up bio. 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 That's God's biology. And so what is, what is an organic church? Now, be careful if you go on Google and type in organic church um, because there's a whole movement that I am not representing but are using that word. So be careful about that. But what does it mean? Doing life together, experiencing God together. We are better together than we are going to our four corners and being alone all week, but then coming to assemble on a Sunday. Why not live together? Now, be careful, all right, what I mean by that, all right? But why not live together? Do life together. Experience God. Now, don't just do life together, but also experience God who God really is together at a baseball game, at a soccer game, uh, on the boat. It doesn't have to be in a church with a steeple on it. And I'm not against churches with steeples. But it's, that doesn't make it the ecclesia. What makes it the ecclesia is what's happening in the hearts of the people. People. Do life together. Experience Christ together. And quit doing the building thing and start doing the people thing. Now, again, a building is wonderful. This one's wonderful. I mean, I, I like air conditioning. You know, I do. But any building will do. This one's not special until you get here. Do the people thing. That's what God's doing. Jesus came. That's what he's doing. He's doing the people thing. Yes, culture's change. Yes, we got to think about things like that. But these things are tools. That, that's not going to help anybody until an ecclesia gets behind it and drives the tool into the hearts of people. People, people who have hearts, hearts, hearts that they need to guard diligently because that's where the life, the bio comes up out of them, up out of their hearts. Let your heart swell with who God really is. I love to do it in restaurants. I love to do it in stores. I love to do it everywhere. Not, I love to do it in what we call a church service, I, I like to do it there. T- I like to let my life and the life of God in me pour out and change somebody. And change somebody. Put a dream, awaken something inside of their hearts uh, that is very, very like God. <laughs> oh, where the church uh, meets is really irrelevant. I was on a boat one time with a big... Well, never mind. uh, uh, With some Christian ministers. And I'm looking around the boat and I'm saying, Man, I'd love to buy this thing. What? You would? Man, I... Yeah, buddy. We'd get the church on here. And, man, can you... We wouldn't even need a baptismal pool. Just throw them over and bring them back up. In jesus' name, be baptized. He looked at me like, you are from another world. We got to have a church building. No, we don't. Starbucks will do yeah, well, uh now I like buildings and I appreciate buildings, but it is a tool. It's not people and jesus he's a he his He's head over heels in love, not with buildings. He's head over heels in love with the people that he poured out his blood for. And that blood is still speaking and it's not coming for edifices and buildings and the natural. It's coming for spiritual men and women who can be who God's called them to be from the foundations of the earth. Wow. So look at Jesus' ministry. Look at Jesus' ministry. How much have I got, Jake? All right. Look at Jesus' ministry. This is where God first began to put a desire in me. I've been in, working in ministry for uh, 40 years. And this is where it started for me. I saw all the effort that we have done in ministry program after program after program after program. I'm not against programs, as long as it's a tool. But man, when it becomes the foundation of what we're doing, that's where I'm jumping off, because the foundation is Jesus and Jesus alone. But watch his ministry. I mean, he's walking with these guys, uh, takes them up on the mountain, all these different places, and and they're walking along, sometimes three, and sometimes twelve, and sometimes a multitude. He sits down on a rock. I love that song this morning, the champion. Uh, yeah, he sits down. He sits down and teaches the multitudes and answers questions for the three and the twelve. And, and it's it's filled my heart, why in the world would we... Want to do any ministry that looks different than what Jesus did. He could have done any model of ministry. But look at the one he did. He did it organically. He lived with them. He walked with them. He laughed with them. They played games. They they did all kinds of stuff together. They didn't walk in. Jesus, could I have a word? Come on now. What has the enemy done to the church to cause her to lose her focus? Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is reaching for people. He's called them from the foundations of the earth. They're great. They just don't know it yet. The gifts... That they've been given. Maybe some don't know where the gifts come from. But every good gift comes down from the Father of lights. In whom there is no variableness or turning. There's a way into everybody's heart. You just need to find what the way is. But look at, look at Jesus' ministry. I mean, he's teaching along there. And one of the disciples said, but, 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 but Jesus. Well, I mean, in institutional church, you don't do that. Right? And, and So he says, show us the Father. <laughs> Jesus says, do what? Yeah, yeah, we've, we've heard you teaching, we, we, but show us the Father. Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father in me and I in him. We're one. When I'm here, he's here. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait. What was the thing about confidence in the song? Huh? Crowns me, crowns me with confidence. I can't wait till you get crowned with this much confidence that when you walk in the restaurant Jesus just walked in. Why? Because the Father is in Jesus, and Jesus is in the Father, and Jesus prayed in John 17, make them one with us so that we can all be one. Yeah. When I lay hands on somebody, I am not trying to be a fancy preacher. I'm trying to get out of the way, and what His Spirit is in me, I'm trying to get out of my way and so that I can give them Him. Christ in you. That's the mystery of this kingdom, Christ in you, the hope, the expectation of glory. Mm, mm, mm. You remember my signet ring? Put it in. That's the glory of the ring. That's the glory. That's the image of the ring. God wants to make us glorious. But we need to get out of our own way and be the ecclesia. In the coming days, I want to I want to show you why I make that differentiation between church and ecclesia because there is a real reason. But 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 I'm not go, I'm not some word police either, uh, so I don't I don't like that either. But there is a difference that you ought to understand. But G, you know, so they ask Jesus questions and he pauses he pauses to tell you why Now i'm coming to this in just a second because one of the biggest responsibilities i think we ought to have being the organic church is put more emphasis on understanding not on filling all the seats i want them all full Uh, not these other things that the church has pointed to as successful. If people aren't walking away from Jesus with understanding, then he's not a rabbi. Because a rabbi is concerned with your understanding of heart. Here we are back to the heart. But one of the ways that that transaction would happen, i personally love. Do you know in the psalm, I think... uh, I think it's 76 times. You could check me out on that. I might be wrong. It's 70. I think 76 times the word selah. And you know that the history of that word comes from music. A pause. A riff. You know. A parenthesis. That says stop. Wait a minute. Reflect on what has just been said. And let it sink into you deep. I like meetings like that. My favorite is to not have any notes and just have people ask questions because I know I'm talking to their heart because I give them place so their heart can speak. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so I love it when we can get into that kind of a dialogue. Now, you can't do that in in the big, big temple meeting always, but you can... Do a version of that, maybe. I don't know how, how every church will work that out. But there has to be a sense that the people understand, <laughs> no pun intended, they understand that it is important to Jesus and his delegated authority on the earth that we understand and not just be told and told to march and we just don't even know why we're marching. No, the majestic part of God in that He awakens that seed. He's at work in you both to will and do of His good pleasure. That means that you change and transform and you want to do it as much as Jesus wants you to do it. Now that's change. But the institutional church just doesn't flow that way, doesn't work that way. So let me bring this now to a close. I told you I was coming back uh, in Mark 4 to the earlier parts. I want to read you. uh, I'll read this out of Passion. It just makes it quicker. But uh, Jesus, you know, taught the the parable of the sower. And it's it's just all so wonderful. But he says in verse 13... Then he said to them, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any parable? So let me explain it to you. The farmer, so the farmer, the farmer that sounds organic to me, the farmer sows the word as seed. And what falls on the beaten path, We talked about the concrete a while ago. What falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the word, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it. Birds of the air, King James. Snatches it from their hearts. The seed sown on gravel represents those who hear the word and receive it joyfully. But because their hearts, their cardia fail to sink a deep root into the Word. They don't endure for long. For when trouble and persecution comes on account of the Word, they immediately wilt and fall away. And the seed sown among thorns represent those who hear the Word. But they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desire of other things... To crowd out and choke the word so that it produces nothing. But the seed sown. Seed sown. It sounds organic. The seed sown. He called it the greatest parable. He said if you don't understand this one, you won't ever get the rest. The seed sown on good soil. Look at your neighbor and say, "I, I believe you to be good soil. The seed sown on good soil. Represents those who open their hearts to receive the word and their lives bear good fruit. Some yield a harvest. Some 30, 60, and even 100 times more than was sown. Now that means exponential growth of one seed not multiplication more than that certainly not addition way more than that exponential multiply of one seed what is what is the what is the harvest what is the what, what would be the harvest how would you know it was successful Uh, What is uh, an apple seed? Uh, Some would think that uh, put an apple seed and it grows a tree and you look at the fruit and you say, there's the harvest. Well, let me just challenge your thinking to to say it like this. Yeah, it produced a bunch of apples and all of them apples are full of seed. And we have completed the circle when there's another tree who will do likewise. 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 Then what becomes? You become God's orchard. But it's not just enjoying the fruit of one tree, it's exponential growth that God's bio system uh, works in. So I, I want to end with just some thoughts, and I want to tie this together a little bit for you. And I hope that you'll go back and listen to pieces of it and meditate. I love that word, meditate. God commanded Joshua, meditate in my word day and night. There's something about meditating that causes that germination to get a hold of you. Something about that sea law time. Just just it, you become it rather than just know it. You become it when you when you do that with your heart. But in Mark 4:19. Let me just end with this. And the seed sown among thorns represent those who allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desire of other things to crowd out and choke the word so that it produces nothing. You'll find that... There's a key in the, the parable of the sower in Mark four and in Matthew thirteen. Matthew thirteen is is another one. Uh, it's it's the same parable, but it's just through Matthew. But read those and compare them, because it's it's so organic. It's so organic. But here is what we're after: understanding, understanding. The, if I could say to you what what prayer to go away what what thing to put your faith behind your expectation behind I, I would say to you say this prayer it'll get you a whole bunch of seeds <laughs> cause me oh God to see like you see what I'm looking at in whatever part of this life that I'm dealing with, my marriage, or my children, or my education, or my my geographic location, or, or, or your calling on my life, calls me to see like you see. If the church, if the institutional church, I think the Holy Spirit is reaching for the people who love God, no matter how, what condition they're in, what camps they're in, and I'm just tired of us being divided. I want to see us come together under one king. Standing on one foundation. Having one faith and one baptism. Having one target on our mind. And it's not to be great with buildings. It's to be great with these. These hearts. And let God show himself strong. Strong understanding, once you begin to understand the thing that you might be praying about and see it like God sees it, you'll find all the way from Genesis until that prayer room that you're in, when you understand, it releases, it releases God's biopotential of that seed. This is a secret. When you understand it, when you understand it, shazam the seed breaks open and you think wow all from one seed yeah God's bio potential in that seed is released when my heart understands it and my heart begins to work that truth as God sees into my marriage into my work into my everything You know, 1 Peter 1.23. you just read that later, but that scripture calls Jesus the seed. I was born again, not of incorruptible, of corruptible, but not of incorruptible seed. Jesus is the incorruptible seed. Think of the potential that came from that think the harvest wasn't just in Israel. The harvest is all over the world now. All because people saw what God meant by what He said and understood it. I want to tell you in every dimension of your life, understanding of heart wins the battle before the battle starts. You can quote me on that. Let me see if I can say it again. The understanding of heart wins the battle before the battle starts. So many of us find ourselves in a battle and we wobble about. But if we could have understanding to see it as God sees it, we would not wobble we understand and the battle is won before it even starts you know so much of discipleship is showing someone how to experience the ways of God and bring them to a place of understanding of heart that causes them to win every battle before it starts